Hey there, and welcome to episode 13 of Wheel Snipe Selly. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Macris the Tater Jaeger. And I'm Steven, a.k.a. Sven Svechnikov. And we had a surprise week of games today, this week, right? I don't know, it was a surprise to me. I don't know if it was a surprise to you. Maybe you, you told me, so you probably already knew. Yeah, it, it wasn't a surprise to me. Well, it was a surprise <laughs> to me. I was expecting more preseason, and then they were like, all right, preseason's over, real games. The only thing I was surprised by is them starting the season before an update. So I think generally you would have preseason on, like, Saturday or Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, so that you could have an update and then set all of your tactics based on what you saw in preseason. Yeah, that makes I guess sense. it doesn't really matter all that much. Yeah, this just probably keeps... Uh, if we do it like this, I assume then we can do four weeks, and at the, f the Saturday of the end of the fourth week would actually be the last game, so we can start playoffs fresh. I assume that's what's happening. Right, cause last... I don't know if it was thought out that much, but... Oh, just because last year playoffs didn't start till like, midweek because we went, like, three days into a week or something like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just trying to sound intelligent or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't make the decisions, but... Yeah. It, I guess it doesn't really matter when you start, because... I mean, everyone's starting at the same time, so it's not like it hurts or benefits anyone. Right, and you still get a chance to... We got Wednesday off to submit lines, so it's not like you didn't have a chance to try. Yeah. I think the only thing that was kind of annoying is we didn't have, like, the regular season file until Wednesday, so you really only had, like, Wednesday to run some tests and see what's actually good because people don't actually run real lines in the preseason so it's hard to get any meaningful information out of it yeah that's why we have like seasons where we go undefeated in the preseason and then don't win for the first 12 games of the season or something yeah I mean it did feel that part did feel a little weird I know we were testing and stuff, and it was kind of like we've already played games, and now we're kind of setting our lines, but... Yeah. But I guess we can talk about um, a little bit about the week one actual results, because preseason doesn't matter, and that's old news now. Yeah, I mean, preseason never mattered, but at least it was hockey. Yeah. So. Um, so, what kind of surprises have you seen from week one in the Jays, at least? Uh, I'd have to say that my biggest surprise is Quebec City. Wow, that was not what I was clicking. Okay. Quebec City winning games, like seven games. So... If you told me that Newfoundland and Anchorage were one and two, potentially interchangeably leading towards Newfoundland, I'd have been like, well, duh. And then Quebec City's like, actually, we're second place with 14 points. Get get it. And when I say second place, they're tied for first, but Newfoundland beat them, so currently yeah. they don't hold the head-to-head. Yeah, I I am a little bit surprised by Quebec City, but not really. I think they're still a pretty strong team this season. I think they'll probably hover around fourth and fifth. Um, so it's not too surprising to see them where they are right now. Yeah, um, and, w and when I said Newfoundland beat them, what I meant was Quebec City definitely beat Newfoundland. That's their loss. 
So. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, double-checked <laughs> that stat. So, Quebec City's only loss is actually to Anchorage. Huh. Whereas, Newfoundland's losses to Quebec City, they've only lost one. And Anchorage has only... They lost to, I think, Newfoundland and us. But they lost to us in overtime. So they yeah. got a point back still. Yeah, they lost to Newfoundland and us. So that's the, they're only one point behind. I think my biggest surprise is Detroit. Um, I've never really kept up too much on Detroit, but they've been really good the last couple of seasons. I feel like they've got uh, first-round buys in the last couple of seasons. Um, they were pretty competitive like in the cup picture last season. Mm -hmm. And starting out this season, they're 1-7. and seven. Yeah. I, I don't know how much they actually lost. I'm assuming they lost a lot because it looks like they kind of suck. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much. I mean, guess everything about their team is, is considered public knowledge, so it's in open forums. But I know that as far as, like, transactions go, uh, they've been having trouble with signing some players. So I... I know they've got some inactives and like they're trying to pick they're trying to pick some people up. So I don't know if they're just finding these one fifty fives or getting stormed on the ice or what. Yeah, I I did see that uh, <laughs> um Pingy is in Detroit and he's got like three hundred and sixty something TPE. Yeah. But he hasn't allocated a single point, so <laughs> so he's actually like a 155er out there. Who is being paid $3 million. <laughs> Speaking of pylons... He's got a great agent. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of pylons on the ice, we had... Uh... Keegan out there with literally less than 155 TPE. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty great. Um, apparently he hadn't gotten updated from the the last scale, so he had a a 155 build from the previous scale, which I don't know it was probably like an 80 TPE build now or something. So, he uh, he looked really bad there for a couple of games. <laughs> he still got a goal, though, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he got a first star in the last game, I think, that before he got updated. TP so. means nothing. It's made up. Like, <laughs> like money. But... Yeah, it's there's a couple of surprising things to me. Like I still don't know how Anchorage is good with like the rotting husk that they have in the net. I, I mean, in Anchorage's defense, I feel like the big thing that separates them from Newfoundland is Newfoundland has a slightly better goalie, but Newfoundland just picked up a backup goalie this season that's just like a 155 inactive, which I guess so is ours. That's probably pretty normal, right? Yeah. They actually, I saw that Newfoundland just actually signed another goalie, so they're probably getting rid of their inactive and trading it in for an active. Oh, nice. I I saw that their TPE went down, so I they must have made a trade or something. I haven't looked into it, because I'm lazy. Yeah. it's It's something a lot of teams are doing. Um, it's something we actually did too. We dropped one of our ITPE inactives for a brand new player. Yeah. Uh, just because we value having actives more than inactives. Right. <laughs> <Cologne>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
hey, Kelowna is on the level right now. They have, like, two inactives and, like, two kind of inactives. I don't know why you'd bring them up. <laughs> that being said, they it feels pretty good to see them two and seven on the on the week. Yeah, after losing so much to them the last couple seasons, I I have no capacity for sympathy for them. Like they can go two and sixty four, and I won't feel bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the good news is their players won't actually be checking the stats so they won't know <laughs> can, can we take a second to just talk about that St. Louis talked about this being a cup run season for them but then in like all the sims we did they finished way at the bottom and they're sitting at fifth right now. And I know it's early, right? Nine games. They have we haven't even fully played the round robin yet, but they're not looking yeah. bad. Yeah, it's hard to determine how good teams are right now because, like, I know for us, we went against Anchorage three times already. Yeah, and they're two of our losses. So. Like, I think the only other team we lost to was Anaheim. Let's see. We lost to Anaheim, Anchorage twice, and uh, we lost overtime Quebec to Quebec City. City. Yeah. So, like, our record isn't that impressive, but when you look at our losses, our losses are very understandable. I would have liked to have the Anaheim one back, but I don't think Anaheim is a bad team this year. Yeah. Wasn't that... But then... God. Well, so wasn't the Anaheim game the one where they put the wrong goalie in? No, that was the one we won. Oh. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Money well then you spent, look at... that's all I gotta say. But then you look at St. Louis's schedule... They've gone against Maine three times already. They've gone against Kelowna, Detroit. So, yeah, they look good. But it's because they've been beating the bottom three teams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how schedules are, like, designed. If it's... Is it random or is there, like, an actual system to it? I'm pretty sure it's random. Because definitely, like... You go against every team six times, so it doesn't really matter in which order. Yeah. Um, so we won't really have... I think next week, by the, the next episode of this podcast, we'll have a pretty solid idea of where teams are or where they're heading. Um, since we've only had, what, eight games? Or yeah. Eight or nine games. And it's really hard to actually have uh, a solid idea of where teams actually are because of how many repeats of either good or bad teams have played each other. Yeah, I'm starting to uh, to like track in this little graph, like uh, points earned by teams versus points given up by teams. You know, like if you lose or if you win a game but still give up a point, then it isn't as clean if you will yeah and so far there's a pretty clear like like the top of the table is closer you know like there's what yeah four points between the top team top team in the sixth seventh eighth yeah the top eight people are within like four points of each other but there's definitely as far as like points given up you know, you have uh, Quebec City and uh, Newfoundland that have only given up three points, whereas, like, let's say uh, Colorado has 12 points and they've given up five versus Anaheim, who also has 12 points, but they've given up eight. 
that's not Anaheim. Okay. That's St. Louis, but. <laughs> yeah, I. I think right now, the only thing. You can only kind of look at the two extremes right now and get anything from it. So, like, the teams that have seven wins, teams that have seven losses, are probably where they're going to be for the most part. Like, Detroit, Maine, and Nevada, and Kelowna, like, I don't think they're going to scare anybody this season. Um, And on the flip side, I think Newfoundland, Quebec City, Anchorage, and Colorado, they're probably going to win their divisions. Like, already. Or, I guess, Newfoundland and Quebec City are in the same division, but... Um, suck to suck. <laughs> I think the only the only division that's probably going to be in contention is the Southeast between St. Louis and Carolina. I think we'll keep it close with Anchorage, but I think they'll beat us out. Yeah. Just barely. I'd be I'd be lying if I didn't say that Anchorage looks better than us, but yeah, I just want to be Anchorage so much more than I should. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine though. Like we kind of actually want them to get the second seed. But that's that's talk that we can save for a couple weeks from now yeah and i mean really as far as like tpe goes there's not a lot that's surprising other than detroit detroit has way too much tpe to suck as bad as they do but again it's been three days there's 27 days in a season so like we have 24 days left of games and we're so we're extrapolating data out of three days, but this is concrete. That's the important part. This is like preseason. We're making assumptions based on a small data set, and that's accurate. Yeah. Um. I guess let's uh, dive in a little bit more into something more specific. Uh. How do you think Vancouver is doing so far? I mean, I'm pretty happy about our overall performance. Uh, I would have liked to done a little bit better versus Anchorage morally. Um, I was actually surprised we lost to Anaheim that second game, but yeah, it was the tail end of a back-to-back, so. It's explainable, but it's still kind of surprising. Yeah, it was just a game I was optimistic that we could we could take and then, you know, be fourth or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty satisfied with how we've been doing so far. Um, I knew that we were going to have pretty weak defense to start out um and that's definitely been how it's looking so far uh we i think we barely have a positive goal differential yeah it's yeah, like three plus three yeah <laughs> we actually have one of the highest goals against in the league um and i expect that to tighten up as the season goes on probably even after this weekend because we had some pretty big updates this week um so i think that there'll be somewhere where we where we grow like leaps and bounds throughout the season and once we get that reined in we'll definitely look a lot stronger yeah how about uh, rookies? 
have you seen any that stand out to you, uh, either on Vancouver or otherwise? Um, not necessarily, just like stand out. I I've already forgotten like last year how rookies were looking in like the first week or so. But I think I am legitimately scared of Nevada in like a season. Well, oh yeah. That being said, if we expand, I guess who knows. But I think I don't know if it was this way last season, but I think this season more than other seasons, I haven't really seen any rookie jump out ahead of the pack in yet. Um, I know Howley on Anchorage has five goals right now. Um, that's really the only one that's coming to mind. Uh, Giannis Christus on Vancouver has three goals, but he only has three points. I mean... I can't think of any rookie off the top of my head that has been all that impressive. Yeah, it's not quite like last season where, like, for us, you know, Lev came out swinging and we were just like, damn. like. Yeah. But I mean... I mean, he came out swinging this season too, but now he's not a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, like, I think there's some people to watch, uh, like, I mean, obviously, we knew Melvin Moose was gonna be big, like. Yeah, I think the problem is that Nevada took all of the, like, exciting rookies, I don't know, that seems like a, the wrong word to use, um because there were a lot of exciting rookies this draft class, but they took a lot of the big names. But now they're all on a team with other rookies, so it all, looks like they all suck. Yeah. there. <laughs> it looks like there are four rookies right now above 240. and I mean, there's some 235s, but there's four rookies above 240 TPE right now, and two of them are on Nevada. They they have Melvin and Willie Miller. So the only other person that's like super notable is who the fuck is that? Adeli Dig Pengu. With the Moose is their username. Spoiler uh, there. They, they played as a DFA for but, us last season. Yeah, I was gonna say weren't they one of our DFAs? Okay. Yeah. Because they definitely. Uh, I definitely remember seeing when we were on the we were playing, and I was like, "Hey, that's that's one of our DFAs, Doug Doug Glatt or whatever, who's on Battleborn, who's also yeah. really up there." So we had Melvin and Doug both as DFAs along with Pengu, right? No, we didn't. We didn't have Melvin. Oh, we didn't have Melvin. No. Was Melvin just in our locker room hanging out? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I think that's, again, there's only nine games or whatever, so it's not that surprising. Most A lot of these rookies didn't really have a huge update their first week, but now a lot of them have done deep dives, have got their training or their coaching, so they actually have their big updates in, so maybe now we'll actually see more of them kind of pull ahead a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if if the season starting was as much of a surprise to them as it was to me, then... But also, I guess they couldn't even do deep dives until... Was it preseason that they could start them? Or... Yeah. So even then, which, they probably weren't graded. this would or... have been... Yeah. yeah. So... It's something to keep an eye on, but I think all of the rookies are kind of log jammed right now, probably around 
five points for the the top rookies. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely like a few rookies that are like within two points, and then it kind of extrapolates from there. But yeah. Um. And then we've got expansion to talk about. Um. Let's talk about the SHL expansion first. So this year we had uh, Montreal and Philadelphia added to the league. Um, I don't know if you've been watching the SHL at all. I know I keep up with it a lot more now because of fantasy. Yeah, I pay a little um, bit of attention because of fantasy, so... I actually have a team that I think could make a good run this season, so I, I pay a little bit of attention. Um, it looks like they're both kind of settling where I thought they would. Uh, Philadelphia's in the Atlantic division, which used to be a really crappy division, but now all of a sudden looks somewhat good. Um, and they're fourth in that division with seven points in eight games. And then Montreal is in the Northeast division, which is uh, basically the remains of the Great Lakes division plus New England and Montreal. Uh, and I don't think it's any surprise there that they're in last place in their division. Yes, I mean, I definitely put them at last place in my predictions. Yeah. They did seem like the weaker team on paper, too, um, compared to Philadelphia. Uh, they had stronger individual pieces, but it looks like they they were definitely a lot closer to 1,000 than 2,000. Yeah, I don't know, when I, like, when I was looking just through stuff to make predictions, I didn't pay a lot of attention to the draft, but I definitely, like, the expansion draft, other than, like, what we lost in uh, Edmonton, but I was kind of like, man, I definitely feel like Philadelphia got the better of that expansion draft. I don't know, I, I don't know how to really judge who won the expansion draft because the expansion draft really didn't seem all that deep. Like It looked like each team got two or three good picks in the first two or three rounds, and then the rest of it was just teams kind of unloading players that were either inactive or set to retire in the next couple seasons. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely kind of just, like, got, like, all right, we want these couple things, and now we're going to have to figure out how to make it fit. Yeah. So, I I don't think either of the expansion teams are going to make very big waves in the SHL this year. But um, I think they both got some pretty good things up and coming. Like they did pretty well in the actual draft, the entry draft. So I'm sure they'll be good in a couple of seasons, but I don't see them making any waves anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the curse of, to me at least, the curse of SHL expansion is you, d you don't start out super strong, unlike Jay's expansion where you potentially could start out strong just because of cap. Yeah, speaking of Jay's expansion, uh, we got word that we are going to have a two-team expansion next year in the Jays. So we're going to be going through the same thing, but obviously much more refined in scope. Yeah, um, from that post, it sounds like they have considered doing more than two teams is that did you get that impression as well i mean i'm sure they will eventually but you always want to do it by two initially 
because it it feel bad to overshoot. But they definitely said two in that post. Yeah, they said two were greenlit, and then they said like they have some stuff in reserve just in case or something along those lines. It's probably something that they'll have to kind of keep an eye on, um, because they want to, like, you'll want to do, you'll want to announce that you're doing two. But I think the next draft is supposed to be a Reddit draft, mm-hmm. so you'll probably have a pretty good idea in the week or two before draft how many players are actually going to be created or available, I mean. Yeah. And then you can kind of do quick math where, like, if you have way more available players than team space, then you might just have to emergency create another team or two. Now, have... We haven't been around for a Reddit draft, right? Uh, Do you know any much about a Reddit draft? I would imagine, from what I've heard, uh, it is even bigger than the last draft that we were part of. Do they actually post it on Reddit, or is it just like a stream draft like of the other drafts? No, they make a recruitment post on the hockey subreddit. Okay. And the hockey subreddit, let me see, I actually follow that one. It has 1.2 million subscribers. So, I mean, it. it's not like it's going to be a huge hit where thousands of people show up or something, but a pretty small fraction of 1.2 million is enough to make a pretty big wave in the Jays. Yeah, well, and it sounds like there's a lot of, like, big-name people that we know that were part of a Reddit draft. Yeah. Well, I so. mean, you just... You just uh, throw out a wide enough net, and you'll get a lot of hits. I mean, that's kind of the plan, I guess. Yeah. So, the fact that we had such a large draft last season means that not a lot of teams have very much roster space. Yeah. So if we're planning on having another large draft, we can't just let like half of the draft go undrafted. Right, because that's not how you retain players. Right. I mean, we see that every draft where somebody doesn't get drafted or gets drafted really late and they get mad about it. You want to get ahead of that if you can. Right. Well, and I feel like the worst thing to possibly do, because, like, people that are like, I didn't get drafted, and it's like, yeah, it's because you didn't do anything, like, literally anything. Like, go away. (laughs) But, like, the worst thing that could happen is you have literally, like, fairly active people that do all the stuff, you know, are doing rookie tests and all their preseason stuff, but then they... Uh, go undrafted just because teams don't have space to take them. Like, yeah, like we have what two inactives right now, one inactive. Like, yeah, I mean, I, if you want to count selfish as active, but like, we we literally have almost no way we could drop somebody and take like a new hotness player in a draft. Now, granted, we'll get call-ups and stuff, but... Yeah. We don't actually have a ton of people that... I think we have two people that are guaranteed to be called up next season. Everyone else would be an early call-up. Yeah. So we probably have, like, four... Bare minimum, we have, like, four spots to fill next season mm-hmm. um, it's going to be more because people will get called up but that's yeah. still that's not a lot <laughs> right but with expansion that'll give us more room to to fill fill out because we're going to lose one person like 
It sounds like we only lose one person, but we're going to lose somebody to the expansion. Yeah, I mean, you'll lose two minimum. Oh, I thought each team only lost one. I think it's one per team. Oh, that's, yeah, I guess that would also make sense. But, um, but then you're also adding 42 roster slots between the two teams. Right. So, hopefully that's enough to accommodate a much larger draft class. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more by the time we get to it. Yeah, well, that's why I don't make decisions, because that just all seems like chaos and stress. Yeah, I mean, it seemed, it, it feels like it went relatively smoothly for the SHL. But there was also a pretty hectic period between the end of season, setting up protection lists, and then setting up uh, who's going to retire, who's going to be a free agent, mm-hmm. and then having the draft, the expansion draft, before the entry draft. So it's just... It's a lot of things that have to go in a specific order. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am glad that there are people that seem pretty competent doing things. Even if sometimes Luke has to find himself. (laughs) So when are you going to be an expansion GM, Steven? Uh, The next time. Oh, okay. (laughs) Do it. I, I'm really hoping that we can keep Vancouver mostly intact because the kind of shitty part is we were basically trying to build for a championship next season before we got news of an expansion next season. So that kind of blows everything up. Yeah. But what can you do? It's just how it goes. I mean, the clear answer is we do some tampering so that we get in trouble and then no one picks us because we're in trouble. (laughs) Getting fined is the Vancouver way. Even, like, even if we uh, have to give up a lot for expansion and... Uh, call-ups. I feel like Vancouver is still in a really good spot. Yeah, I mean... It's the, the 60 and 61 class for Vancouver has been really good. Yeah, I think, we'll, I think we're going to take a hit. There's no, no two ways about it, but I still think that we'll be looking good, and I think the hit taken by other teams is going to be a lot bigger next season. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. I think there's going to be... So, we're both season 59, so we technically have one more year of realistic Jays eligibility. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of season 59s are going to get called up early. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's going to be a. I think there's going to be a lot of 59s out of the pool, the Jays pool, next season. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually like. I'm like, I keep wondering. I'm like, man, I wonder if like if we stand to get called up, but it's like, but I don't know if they even know yet if they would want to call us up early or not. So like, I haven't like bugged Keegan or anything, but. I think the good news for, like, overall is I don't look super impressive because my stats are all, like, assist stats. <laughs> so no one's going to, like, I mean, go out of their that's way impressive to... impressive still. Yeah, but no one's going to go out of their way to snag the assist guy. Also, when I went to write that trash article about, or that you know, like, the article about 
trashing yourself on Wikipedia or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let me pull my stats up real quick so I can like shit on myself. And I was like, oh, I have the most points in Vancouver. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think our entire first line is at a point per game right now. This is really nice to see. Yeah, I'm at nine points. I have a positive takeaway giveaway ratio. Yeah. Yeah, things are definitely looking good. I definitely I, I've like kinda that. I've kinda been relegated to rookie babysitter this this season. Yeah, I I like I'm liking my build. I think I'm enjoying what I think it does. Uh, win face-offs. Yeah. That... <laughs> Although I only currently have a 54.69% face-off win percentage, but... Weak. I know. I went 6-17 and 17 in a game early, like this week. 6-17. and 17. Wow. Why do we even keep you on the roster? I don't know. That's what I said in my article. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, I think we've got one other thing to talk about here, and that's, uh, fantasy. So, how are you looking in your fantasy league so far? I'm doing pretty alright. So, we can, I talked about this a little bit before, but I'm in the same fantasy group as Minnesota Fire from... Uh, Edmonton. Minnesota fine. Whatever. God, Steven, what do you gotta... What do you gotta do this, man? Like... No one would have known. I don't known. know why you're like this. No one would have known. I wouldn't have known. So, like... <laughs> yeah, Minnesota fine. Uh, and he currently leads our group. Or group three, it looks like. But he leads our group... With three twelve and a half, and I have three oh three. I'm in second place. Okay. So actually, there's an eight point eight point difference between me and him, and then the next closest is eighteen points down. Okay, that's not bad. So we're not doing too bad, and I made a trade already. So I don't know if it's actually been processed yet, but I traded uh. Vorian Atreides for uh, Boris. What's his name? I want to hear you say it, Ryan. It's uh, Boris. Dear God. <laughs> Poroshenko. <laughs> <laughs> Boris Poroshenko? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Poroshenko. I said it. Yeah, you said it with very strange emphasis on the second (laughs) O. (laughs) Look, I don't know what you expect, okay? Uh, Yeah, that seems like a good trade. Uh, Poroshenko is kind of a weird player where... uh, Teams just really like to play him with his aggression slider up a lot. So he gets basically all of his points from hits. So it's something that you don't have to worry about him going on a cold streak with goals and assists. He's just going to get like eight hits every game. Yeah. Well, and I was... So I kind of was thinking... Because you drafted him pretty early on. And he went undrafted. I think he was one of my first forwards. Yeah, he went undrafted in our our group because he wasn't on a team. There was definitely like four people that were like impressively high as far as like having good point values over the last couple of years that just didn't get drafted. I know like uh, Dick Clapper, Dick Clipper, or something like that also went undrafted in our class, and he did really well the last couple of years. 
I'm, I think regression's hitting him pretty hard now, but... Yeah. I still think that he stands to have a pretty good season. Yeah, I was definitely a little worried once I realized that he wasn't on a team, because I thought he was still on Calgary when I drafted him. But then he ended up going to Chicago, which is infinitely better. Right. Because <laughs> he's just going to get a bunch of points by osmosis of being on a better team. He's going to get just, just like gonna random, get random goals and assists. Yeah. As well as his eight hits a game. Like I've got his stats pulled up right now. He's getting 12 points from goals, 12 points from assists, 7 points from shots, 25 points from hits. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Lyle Odeline III is getting 6 points from hits. Yeah, but much like Poroshenko, Odeline has one job that's to block shots yeah he's getting 32 from block shots um i'm actually in first in my uh fantasy league by 30 points right now damn which isn't a huge uh like i wouldn't be celebrating any victories or anything yet because not all of the teams have played the same amount of games. So someone else's star players could be running at like seven games played right now, whereas my teams or my main teams have played nine. Yeah. Um but I am pretty satisfied with how my draft is looking so far. Um I do have two players that I'm keeping an eye on to replace. I'll probably replace one of them by Wednesday. Um, I've got Zlatan Ibrahimovic Jr. Um, as a defenseman for Montreal. He's sitting at 40 points right now, which isn't bad. And then I've got uh, Matt Collin from center from Buffalo uh, sitting at 40 points also. And I really expected him to be higher. I think he was one of my higher draft picks. So I don't know if he's just hitting a cold streak or if the rest of Buffalo is kind of taking the reins there. Yeah. So I figure I'll give him a couple of days, see if he catches up a little bit. If not, he's probably gone. I mean, Buffalo's having a rougher streak than I expected them to have. Anyways, like yeah. they've only played seven games and they're five and two. <laughs> yeah, must be nice when that's a bad start. Yeah. <laughs> Can't no, be they... Texas. <laughs> I I definitely expected them to come out stronger. That's why I'm giving it a bit of time. Because yeah. I don't want to make any rash decisions off of seven games played. Right. I also like that your two weak points are like 40 points, and I'm sitting here with fucking two 35-point forwards. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking really good. I've got, I've got Boris Poroshenko. Uh, Edward Williams from Texas is sitting at 53 points. Okay, I've got yeah. Lyle Odeland III at 57 points. And then I've got Hamilton as my goalie at 57. Yeah, I'm enjoying. So I got Theo Morgan with 64 points. So okay. he's, he's my, like, bread and butter right now. Uh, Keith Lee, my defenseman, at 55. And then... Uh, God, fuck names. <laughs> Kalashnikov. Yeah, so I've got Valentin Kalash, Kalash, yeah, Kalashnikov. God, fuck all this. <laughs> I've got a guy, okay, <laughs> who is at 42 points, and then Texas is my goalie with 
but considering the fact that Texas hasn't lost a game yet. Yeah, I don't imagine that to keep up, but they'll definitely they'll be one of the top goalies. Yeah, you know, as long as they just keep getting shot at, I don't care. I think they are the top goalie right now. Because yeah, saves, saves are what they get points off of, right? And shutouts. Yeah, saves, wins, and shutouts. Yeah, so just shoot it. I don't even care if you score at them. Just shoot at them. Surprisingly, New England is the second goalie right now. Wow. Just because of how many shots that they face. Yeah, I was going to say New England's 1-6-2. and two. <laughs> because they've got one shutout and a lot of shots. Oh, their only win is a shutout. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about you... when it rains it pours. Yeah. They, you get five points per win and five points for shutout. Oh. So you basically get ten points for a shutout win. You said New England, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, I was definitely looking at Winnipeg for some reason. <laughs> and I'm like, they have nothing. How are they? But, oh, New England's actually, like, seventh in the league right now. So that, that makes a little bit more sense. And then it's Chicago. Minnesota is actually up there as the fourth goalie, which is a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, well, I mean, they're fourth place right now. Uh oh I expect them to fall, because that seems to be Minnesota's theme. Yeah, I definitely have them losing in the primetime versus Edmonton. 50% because <laughs> I'm a homer, and 50% because I, I don't actually think they're as good as they look right now, like record-wise. They've always been a really streaky team. Like It looked like they were going to win the division last season and then they they ended up not even making the playoffs i'm pretty sure it's a bold statement to be pretty sure about yeah they didn't make the playoffs last season they were damn near winning the division and then they ended out 12 points away from making the playoffs. Okay. Wow. I mean, sometimes you just gotta lose, like, 20 games in a row. <laughs> How are your uh, casino bets looking? God, I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> so, people posted in the, the locker room about, like, hey, these are Sims, you know, we did some Sims, aggregated some stuff. Here's probably some good bets. And I was like, okay, okay. And then you were like, I like these bets. And I was like, man, those bets don't look anything like these Sim bets. But then Keegan was like, I don't know about these results because I don't think that what the Seattle or whatever is going to be that bad or something and so i went with your stuff and now we're fucked four million dollars down the drain that's why we're doing this podcast to pay for our gambling addiction because <laughs> <laughs> yeah my casino bets are looking terrible i picked uh manhattan under new orleans over and Edmonton under. Um, I don't know if I'm going to hit any of them. <laughs> I parlayed it, so it doesn't matter. Because I'm just automatically not going to win. Man, um, what a coincidence, Stephen. I also have Manhattan under, New Orleans over, and Edmonton under. And I also parlayed it. <laughs> Fucking... I really thought that New Orleans was going to kind of compound on what they did last season. Because I think last season they were obviously the be the worst team in the league. 
but they were showing glimmers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't that far off a lot of times. And I knew that most of their team was very young. So they're the kind of teams that should kind of grow a lot, even in one off season. And yeah, it doesn't look like that's happening. <laughs> I mean, you are right. It's just maybe it wasn't this off season. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got what, like 12 wins last season, 11 wins. Yeah, something so like I ex- that. I expected them to get at least that. And I mean, they've only played seven games. They only need to get 13 wins for us to be right. Honestly, yeah, they're not the ones seven, I'm worried about. They played seven games and scored eight goals. <laughs> <laughs> but legitimately, I'm less worried about New Orleans, and I'm more worried about Manhattan because. Yeah, Manhattan. I thought they traded away like damn near every good player on their roster, and then they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're still gonna win anyways." They're four and three through seven games after trading away like what, like ten thousand TPE over the season. And it wasn't even like it's not even like they're it's four wins on bad teams. They basically just like beat the Great Lakes division. <laughs> yeah, they beat Chicago, Texas, Buffalo. Or wait, they beat Chicago, Buffalo. Toronto and Tampa Bay. Yeah. This is fucking nuts. It doesn't make any sense. Like, apparently I'm decent at fantasy, but terrible at predictions. Yeah, I definitely should have just done the opposite of everything you said, and I'd have been fine. (laughs) So, like, I mean, the only good news is I could still win. I didn't parlay my cup bet, so I can still win my cup bet. Who'd you bet for the cup? Uh, Texas. It's a solid bet. I think I picked Chicago. I just kind of want them to repeat. I feel like I didn't think they lost a lot, and they had a pretty good formula last year. Yeah. Chicago picked up a lot of good pieces, though. Like mm-hmm. they, they're better than they should be. It should be illegal for them to have as stacked of a roster as they have, and they won't be able to keep it together, probably even after this season. So, I think they went all in this season. Yeah, their players are just gonna grow too big, right? Like, well, I think gonna... they have them on mostly one-year contracts, and they don't really have any space. Oh yeah, next That's... year. So what I was thinking is that they're not going to be able to like sign people just because they don't have the uh, cap space. Yeah, and they're not even going to get anything in return because they're all going to be free agents. Yeah, God, I had to learn so much about free agents versus RFAs and shit, and I still don't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think Chicago is a pretty big favorite. Texas, Buffalo, Hamilton, like they're it's the same crew as always that are in the cup picture. I think we've got a couple of uh surprise contenders. I think Tampa Bay could make a case for the cup. Baltimore actually made a lot of really noteworthy trades this off season, but I think there's still a season or two off. Other than that, I don't think we're going to have very many surprises. I think Toronto could be up there too, but I mean, nobody's going to be surprised if you say anybody from what used to be the Great Lakes is a cup contender. Right. <laughs> that being said, it, I enjoy that Basically, every season is another season where someone from the Jays Northwest is a cup contender. 
And yeah. Last year, it was literally two of the three fought for the cup. Like, so, I'm always happy about that. We're the Great Lakes. Yeah, I mean, this division has always been brutal. I, I think even now that Kelowna kind of sucks, people are still going to be scared just because of how long Kelowna's been good. Right. As soon as you underestimate them, you just get your face smashed. <laughs> I'll definitely... I'll be looking forward to uh, keeping track of both the Jays and the SHL. SHL more for fantasy this week and the Jays because... I think we're going to be pretty badass this week. Yeah, I'm excited for both. I, I'm excited to like get a chance to play in the actual SHL. In that, you know, whenever we get called up, like I just there's so much going on there. And yeah, well, the Jays seem like they're really fun. I'm really invested in Vancouver and I really like what's going on here and you know, I know these teams really well. It's very clear to me that, like, everything just gets amplified when you move up to the SHL. Like, Yeah. And I feel like it'll be a little bit easier to actually um, analyze things once we're part of the SHL. Because, I mean, we're already trying to do all of these analysis for uh, the Jays, but the Jays are so volatile. Yeah, so much changes every season, mm -hmm. whereas we can actually have more of a, a game plan in the SHL because you're there for the long haul. Right. It's not like a in and out kind of thing. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it and that's the crappiest thing about expansion next season is like there's no way around it the last two seasons we kind of sucked in vancouver but now we're kind of we're seeing the team that we built now this season and next season would be really like our ultimate year right and now it's kind of up in the air whether we'll get it or not so that kind of sucks but yeah i mean yeah. even if we get a really good season next season it won't be as good as it could have been just because there's no way we don't lose some good pieces yeah it just it feels bad because that's what we've been building up to and that's why we sucked the first couple of seasons but you know right it's the jays it's the name of the game yeah, I mean, we can always retire and do it again, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Keegan would like that. Shh. He doesn't listen to our <laughs> podcast. He won't even know. <laughs> but I think that's about all we've got this week. Um, yeah. I think we'll have a lot more to talk about next week. A lot less speculation and more actual analysis. Yeah, having a full week of results, I feel like, is a really good place to start. For sure. So, I look forward to being able to really actually look and see where the teams are settling. And by the end of next week, I feel like everyone should have played everyone at least once. Approximately. Hopefully. And we'll probably have a, a lot more solid idea of where our fantasy teams lie. Yeah, let's see how bad of decisions I made. Yeah, you still got plenty of time to get eighth. I mean, fourth is basically, or fifth is basically eighth, so doesn't even matter. <laughs> I'm just going to be so pissed if you get 10 TPE again. It's all skill, baby. Fucking all skill, first picking Lyle. <laughs> not even the highest pick on my team right now <laughs> but all right well uh that's all i got 
So tune in next week for more of our fun hockey analysis on actual week one, first full week of simulation hockey. And from all of us at Wheel Snipes Ellie, stay hockey.